Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we cover everything you need to know about tendinopathy. Not really. We talk for tendinopathy for 10 minutes, but believe it or not, get your notebooks out. I think we have some really good tips that you're going to do a great job with tendinopathy based on this episode. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Awesome. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT Performance in Boston, Massachusetts. We have Mike Scaduto, Lenny Macrina, Dave Tilly, and Dan Pope. I think, I think I've good. been mixing it up pretty good. I mean, maybe out of options, but we're here answering all your great questions. Len, you want to do a, an intro on the students? I would love to. We have Janice Conkle from the New York Medical College Center. We have Leanne Cologne from the Texas Women's University Center. And we have Cameron McDonald from the University of Rhode Island Center. <laughs> we need we need to go back to the nicknames too, but I do like your, I do like the intros. It's going good. So awesome. What do we got today? Who's up today? Look at look at Jan just taking ownership again. Kyle <laughs> from Chicago, love the podcast. Question: I have numerous athletes with patellar tendinopathy. A couple had bilateral debridements and PRP injections. All still have patellar tendon pain. Pain with body weight lunge, single leg squat, bear crawl position. What do you like to do to help these athletes get back to sport pain free? Thanks. All right, very common question, right? So patellar tendinopathy with. Um, uh, was it chronic, unre- unrelenting? And then PRP in what? PRP and debridement. debridement. So even doing some surgery, some PRP, and still having pate- patellar tendinopathy. Dan Pope, why do you think that is? <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Well, I think a lot of these tendon problems are very persistent, and they always kind of like sit in the background. I always think about my own tendon issues. I got some Achilles issues, and they usually get better. And then if I do too much, they kind of rear their ugly head again, you know? So I think a lot of people are dealing with this. Um, the other thing that I think that happens is there's a lot of play in terms of rehabilitation to try for these folks, and it takes a long time for them to feel better. So from a physical therapy perspective, it's just it's very frustrating. They're like, oh, it still hurts, still hurts, still hurts. And if you look at some of the research with patellar tendinopathy, this stuff will stick around for a year or more for a lot of people, even after like you start with treatment, right? Sure. So that becomes, um, becomes really challenging. Um, we do know that tendons generally like load, right? That's important. The other piece is that if you never unload that tendon initially, you're also going to run into some trouble. So it becomes this dosage thing that you play with quite a bit. And I would say it's probably going to depend a lot on what the athlete is trying to get back to. Uh, most athletes are jumpers, right? So that's a jumper's knee. So you probably need a period of unloading, and then you need a period of starting to ramp that up slowly. Um, and then you need to probably modify some of their jump technique if you think that's going to be a player, you know? 
Um, I tend to see some of that in athletes, but I see it a lot in like Olympic weightlifters and powerlifters and individuals that are using their quads in a little bit different way, you know? Um, but one thing that I do a lot of tweaking of is their programming, right? So every two to four weeks, we're constantly giving them something new with the idea that, yeah, this is gonna hang around potentially for months, okay? It's not something that's gonna get better quickly, but for month to month, you should see a little bit of progress. And if we're not, let's tweak something. Let's either add a little more stress to the equation or a little less stress to the equation. Um, one of the things I see a lot um, and this is more of a trend in physical therapy is that people will really target the hips aggressively um, for tendinopathies we need we need to target that quad sure. so make sure you're targeting the quad the hips and probably the calves too because the quads work together with the calves make sure you have a nice well-rounded program that's very specific to that athlete and then you just you just keep on tweaking over the course of time and you're very patient so yeah so it sounds like great answer I, I, so the two things I picked up from Dan's answer and I think these are probably the two reasons why patella or any tendinopathy doesn't get better so commonly is one is we don't load it enough mm -hmm. right and two um, we don't adjust their workload and they kind of go right back into something and overdo it again for example we don't we don't manage their workload well enough I think those are kind of you know the two big things so to, to hit on the load thing and then if anybody else has anything obviously but to hit on the load thing I, I, I look at the history of how we've thought about rehabbing tendinopathy and it's I think it tells the story if you think about it so I don't know about 20 years ago or so we started to get really big on eccentrics Right, everyone's like, oh, you gotta go eccentrics. People doing eccentrics get way better. I think what was happening essentially was that we were kind of doing like nothing. We were doing very low load stuff. And then all of a sudden you go eccentrics, which is higher load. And I think they started getting better. Because now, if you look at it, there's a, there's a bunch of other articles. There's also one called uh, uh, Slow Eccentrics, right? Eccentric Concentric. So you can actually read papers on eccentrics versus concentric eccentric, which is just loading it and having an eccentric contraction. It's kind of funny, right, that we're researching it this way. That's just good lifting, right? That's just good technique. And then you can even see some research showing isometrics are effective, right? So I think we went from eccentrics thinking, oh, that was the end all be all, to then realizing, well, well no, maybe concentric loading and aggressive loading with an eccentric emphasis and even isometrics can be beneficial. I think it just told us there. I think that story, the evolution of the last two, three decades of tendinopathy was that we weren't loading enough. It's not that it's eccentrics are magical or concentrics or isometrics. We just weren't loading enough, and I think that was the biggest thing with tendinopathies. We weren't we weren't pushing them enough to get better, or we just didn't identify that the quad was weak for patellar tendinopathy. So, what do you guys think? Anybody have anything else to add? My only two cents is summarizing what Dan says. I find a lot of people unfortunately ride the roller coaster kind of up and down with their workloads, and so they, you know, in the rehab side, we're afraid to push, and there's a little bit of discomfort, so they back off as soon as it starts to hurt. And I think some of the research says like a little bit of discomfort is normal in these tendinopathies because they they need loading. Right. But then what happens is people get through a relatively uh, lessened pain state because they're not doing their sport, but they're not not working out. So now they have no pain. They're like, let's get it, and they go crazy and they pop back up to it. So I find that errors occur on both sides where they either have no pain, they think I can just go nuts and there's no systematic application of load that's maybe pain free, or they're not pushed enough in rehab so this big gap exists and they keep going high, low, high, low, high, low. And like Dan said, they get real frustrated. I like that. We avoid the roller coaster, right? You gotta, you gotta apply a, a, enough load that you're getting a response, but not too much in overloading. It's that envelope of function we always talk about. I think there's a patience issue too in somebody, I don't know how long you've been practicing the person who asked the question, but from the beginning, and Dan said it, he 
quickly went through it, but this is a month's issue. This isn't like you're going to be better in two weeks, especially somebody who's had bilateral patella debridements, yeah. patella tendon debridements and PRPs. I mean, obviously there's, there's tissue necrosis that's going on. That tissue probably looked nasty when they, when they went in there and uh, debrided out. Sorry, no CBIC world. Um, but <laughs> this is a months-long rehab, and you really need to ride the roller coaster. And from the get-go, you are selling to the person sitting in front of you looking for help that this is going to take a lot longer than they anticipate and they need to be on board with that you need to be really confident in that statement because it's going to take a, probably three to six months easily probably up to a year you tell people a year for most injuries and they're not going to feel 100% because I think that's honestly what it takes it takes that long there's so many people that don't come to rehab because they get better naturally and you never see them but like think about how long it takes someone to be having issues before they're finally like alright now I'm going to go right. like, think about us as like right. something simple that's not PT related like, like oh, I'll, I'll, it'll work out it'll work out and finally like six months later like, all right now i need to get looked at right. so it takes yeah. eight months to get to you before they right. have time on the other side exactly. I, I guess i would just end with i think the only other topic we didn't cover with this is this particular question he's getting prp he's getting surgical debridement and they're not getting better still so sure it could be that you're not loading you haven't given it enough right. time or whatever what it is i think the other <laughs> point we use this analogy all the time right it's like you, you got a rock in your shoe right i say this all the time so i'm repeating myself you get a rock in your shoe your foot hurts right so you go see your doctor they give you a cortisone injection they bathe your shoe with cortisone and tell you to go sit on the couch for a month you feel fantastic right at the end of that month you stand up your first step you hit that rock again and your foot hurts again and you're like why does it hurt again i just did all that stuff you didn't load it and you probably didn't find the underlying reasons why you're having that pain you didn't find your rock in your shoe that's kind of what we tell our patients all the time you have to find that rock so you're just treating the foot pain you haven't found that source you haven't found your rock i think that's the other big limitation we often miss so great question i think this is a good episode i think this one's i mean i think we kind of nailed tendinopathy in 10 minutes actually believe it or not so appreciate it 10 minute tendinopathy <laughs> 10 minute tendinopathy uh, uh head to mikerino.com click on that podcast link ask us some great questions and be sure to go to itunes to rate review and subscribe thank you so much we'll see you again in a future episode thanks so much for listening to the podcast if you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynolds.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.